<sighs> Brandon can't do an intro without laughing, but so what? So what's the point of discipline anyway? It is. Oh, for you. <laughs> well, welcome back to another episode of the Just Dads podcast. <laughs> or just Brandon's laugh track. <laughs> uh, with us today, we have a special guest, Mr. Eric Stone Cipher. Hello. Hello. Woo! Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the pod. Today, we are we're talking discipline. So. I'm not sure why we brought you on. <laughs> it was a pivot. It was a pivot. Hey, is that I your was walking down the street and you guys had <laughs> an empty chair? I guess. Is that your real last name, Stone Cipher? No, it's just a radio name. That's so cool. Well, that yeah. is cool. That's your radio name. Yeah, okay. It is. All right. What's your real name then? Smith. 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 <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, stick with Stone Cipher. There you go. Well, uh, Brandon, anything happened since uh, since the last recording? Yeah, so quick catch up. We closed the pool, so that was solid. And I warmed up after that shivering night. <laughs> um, and then I went on that camping trip, uh, actually with Eric here. Oh. Uh, he's one of the guy, one of the dudes in the group, and uh, it was a really solid night. You know, I have to embarrass uh, Johnny Frollo for a second. He talked about this big long hike I went on. Uh, nothing compared to my 100-yard flip-flop hike that I had to go on. <laughs> oh, man. Camping so, adventure. Yeah, it was uh, legit tough. So, no, Did but you no. build up some calluses? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I had to duck under some thorny branches, so Whoa. it was pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it was it was solid. It was a good group of dudes. It was a beautiful night. It uh, I challenged myself a little bit, and I know this is going to sound lame, but if you know me, you know it was, a, it was me taking a risk. I did not put my rain fly on. Um, you know, everyone's like, well, what about the morning dew? And what if it rains? Like, I was just like, I had already settled in my mind. If it happens and I'm wet, what it'll dry eventually. So it was a big step for, for me, which sounds so silly. And I know, but whatever it was, and it was excellent. It was beautiful sleeping under the stars and they had a nice cool breeze in through, through the mesh and mesh walls of the tent. And it was just excellent. We had some delicious flank steak and marinated chicken fajitas for, for dinner, some s'mores, and then we woke up to some solid breakfast burritos and some donuts. So it was a just an excellent. Yeah, I know camping's not about eating, but <laughs> apparently it is. But apparently it can be. <laughs> but it was a nice addition. So shout out to Marcus for uh, the excellent dinner, and then you know Rick and Eric and everyone. There's some homemade guacamoles and salsas and mole beans. It was just wow. pretty solid camping trip. That beats the dehydrated <laughs> crap I <laughs> Hey, that was my dehydrated. Yeah, yeah, that was. I know, yeah. Yeah. And uh, consequently, there was a uh, fairground near where we were camping, and there was a tractor pull going on to like midnight that night. So all night, you just heard these awesome, you know, larger block engines just going nuts all night. So that was kind of fun, too. All right. So that's my chicken. That's cool. What about you, John? 
You know, it, it kind of a normal week. I was trying to think as as Brandon was talking, I was uh, I was kind of thinking, I was listening, <laughs> but also thinking, well, what am I going to say? Because yeah. it's just kind of a normal week. But uh, Friday night, I was actually over here at, at uh, Tommy's house, and we had a good uh, fire pit time with some friends and did. good conversation and uh, nice yeah. fall weather that night. So it was, that was maybe the highlight for me. I don't know. Nice. Yeah. That was. That was a good time. Mm-hmm. So. That made me think of so. So you weren't listening to me either. You were thinking <laughs> no. about your thing. No, you, well, I I was, and then, it, and then <laughs> Eric's like, "What is going on?" I, I figured I better stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so we ordered, and I don't know if you guys are out there, but two of the people on this podcast actually are tonight have one of these this solo stove and we yeah. ordered it in a couple weeks ago and on wednesday we got a text that said oh yeah your you know your your order has arrived right well we bought like a package deal because we got a cover for it and all that oh nice so literally wednesday and we knew we were, we were hosting people to have this campfire wednesday and a solo stove by the way in case somebody doesn't know is a smokeless fire virtually 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 smokeless smokeless. it's awesome it's the i mean it's expensive but once you sit around one of those and then you go back to a campfire that has like smoke and everything it's uh it's it's a lot different so i would highly recommend it Mm -hmm. but so we were supposed to get that we were all pumped we're like all right everybody's coming over it's gonna get here shows up and it's literally just the cover kelly like thought the ups guy was like joking she's like oh you know here i'll open the garage because you know it's a big package whatever and he's like (laughs) he's laughing and playing along and he and then he kelly kind of looked at him and was like oh wait this is literally it. <laughs> this is all you have. It's oh my like, goodness. And then we went back and looked and it's like, you know, that was part in like number one of, and then the other one was supposed to not get here till November, which sucked. Uh, but then it showed up on Saturday. No, oh, no. literally the next day. We haven't oh, used it yet, crazy. but okay. it did nice. show up, but yeah. it showed up exactly one day late. Ah. But, you know, that's all right, man. We're, we're still happy. We'll still get to use it while it's fall and everything nice. else. Yeah, so. yep. cool. But yes, it is a smokeless fire pit. But yes, that made me think yeah. of that. So, oh, nice. Uh, so, in terms of my week, do you have anything else, John? I don't mean to cut you no, off. No, that was it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 10 minutes later, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. <sighs> I think that's all I have. <laughs> but so, me, the biggest difference between this weekend and when I talked the last time is my weekends. The per the previous two weekends were like insane, mm-hmm. and this weekend we slept in both days. Nice. We had one game on Saturday and one game on Sunday, which was perfect and good weather and friends over. And I, it was actually a refreshing weekend versus being exhausted at the end of it. Awesome. That's so, good. And that's that leading good. up to an, uh, maybe some more rest this week too. That's true. You. That's true. We're, yeah. um, Kelly and I are heading out to Hocking Hills at, uh, it's great hiking. It's great this time of year. We've been before and, uh, we're trying to make it a yearly thing. So this will be year three for us to nice. go up there. That's All a right. couple. So that's, that's legit. I would highly recommend it. Um, 
there's plenty of cabins up there. The place we stay is a little in, we, we stay in a cabin. Some people camp, some people do all kinds of like much more rustic things. Uh, we, we, we got hardcore camping over here in John. We got like hundred yard camping in Brandon. And then you got me who is, uh, we're staying in a cabin and all that was available because we booked it last minute was a two bedroom cabin. So Kelly and I will each have our own bedroom if things get too rough. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully not. (laughs) So, so that's me. So Eric, I think we got some questions. I think think we do. Do you you want any last rights before you take the quiz? No, nah, let's just jump right into let's, it. Okay. <laughs> Eric jump. Smith, here we go. <laughs> Eric Smith, here we go. How, and how long have you lived in Cincinnati? God, does he, I, just, I know there'd be math. Rough. <laughs> rough. Two uh, years, oh, 10 years, uh, 15, two over years. Over 10. Okay. 15, so you have enough to have local preferences. Yeah. All right. All right. So these are the local <laughs> slash national preference rapid fire. You ready? Coke versus Pepsi. Coke. Oh, yeah. Now, what, what do you call it generically the soda pops? Do you call it pop? Do you call it Coke? Do you call it soda pop? Do you call it cold drink? No, I, I don't call it anything. I don't know. Anybody. Really? Yeah, soda. Soda. There it is. Soda. All right. McDonald's versus Burger King versus Chick-fil-A. Uh, Chick-fil-A. All right. Nice. NFL versus soccer. NFL. All right. Uh, iPhone versus Android. iPhone. Yeah, isn't it the worst when you meet someone and they have a green text? Like, totally. Anyway, sorry. Or they, or you, there's the one guy that's the green text that, that ruins, ruins everybody the whole else's group text. blue. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the worst. Uh, <laughs> all right, local. Skyline versus Apple Gold Star. here. I know, <laughs> we just alienated like 5% Brandon, of our you, listeners. No, use what you want. I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're all Apple. Though. You know the answer to this one. What's the question? I've never eaten at Skyline or Gold Star. I've never had Cincinnati chili. That's right. We're, we're How's that even mental. possible? I know. We've, ah. I, he just told me this the other day. And I said, it's my goal to get on the half He track. wants to be yeah. the one. Yeah, I'm taking him. Although, uh, Sarah just got a job at Skyline, so you better hurry. You're going to oh, have to go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> congrats. So That's a solid yeah, job. Yeah. Is, she yeah. ba- is she serving or is she back in the back? Or, well, back it's not a back, back at Skyline. Think, yeah. She hasn't okay. started yet, so I don't know. Nice. Nice. Well, congrats on that. All right. Eli's Barbecue versus Montgomery. Eli's. Oh. I don't even know. Oh. You didn't have to finish what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then you might not know this one. Grippos versus Hussman's. Grippos. Nice. Solid. All right. This is an add-on question. Oh. You're our first guest that's lived on both the East Coast and the West Coast. Do you have a preference between... This is the, this is the Midwest. Uh, yeah. We're not on it's the East, east Coast. Of the Mississippi. Uh, there you go. We'll go with that. Midwest versus West Coast. There you maybe. go. I guess, yeah. I guess that would be more specific to you. Midwest versus West Coast. Uh, I'd, I'd say Midwest. Wow. If you... Seen the West Coast? It's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's a solid point. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we'll see a little a little difference here. What's your favorite sports team? Could be any level or type of sport. Boston Red Sox. Okay. There you go. Uh, wow. That's. That's random. East Coast. <laughs> How did, that is wait, random. What? That's Does right. It, I was Sarah was wearing that shirt the other oh, day. Oh yeah, I was like, yeah, why are you wearing a Boston in his, shirt uh, in your garage? Yeah, yeah, the Red Sox. Well, yeah. Any back, quick uh, backstory of that? I uh, fa- growing up, my favorite sport is always baseball. Mm-hmm. I grew up a Dodger fan. Went to Dodger games every week. Mm-hmm. But my favorite player was Carl Yastrzemski. Mm-hmm. And then the Dodgers one day. They were a new team. They got rid of everybody, and so mm. I just stuck with the Red Sox. Nice. So, all nice. right. Fa- favorite band or music genre? Uh, genre. I can't, oh. I can't go there. I don't. Uh, favorite is, band. 
This is a hard one for him. Well, yeah. he's, he's he loves music. music. I was yeah. going to say, uh, DJ. Yeah, you can't pin me down there. All right, so nothing. All right. Uh, are you on any <laughs> current TV or book binge? I always am reading. I mean. Right, and that binge would be? What's a binge? Latest mean? book. Like, How about latest book? Uh, the Name of God uh, from John Mark Comer. Oh, nice. Mm. Um, and then, all right. So funny enough, folks that have been listening in. Uh, the mushroom theory that we refer to <laughs> was founded by this guy sitting with us tonight. Yeah, so, true. Uh, so we actually get it from the horse's mouth. Well, mushroom theory, does it apply to you? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, so who who's who? one are you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm the mushroom it. man. You're the mushroom man. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's what she said. Oh, yeah. there we go. <laughs> uh, pretty solid having the, you know, the oh, originator yeah. of the mushroom theory question. Yes, uh, I, I, we developed this a uh, few, few times, tested it quite a few times uh, now that we found a, f- a few p- potential uh, kinks in it, but I think we discussed over the weekend maybe uh, European versus uh, American. There may be an uh, influence. Oh in yeah, so, yeah. There's some other uh, other markers that might influence yes. it. But we're still we're pretty even on the show. We're a solid 85 percent with yeah. mushroom theory. So, so oh, yeah. Europeans they they don't count. You can't count Europeans. Europeans, <laughs> but. All right. Yeah, they I all love mushrooms. I didn't apparently. get it either, Tommy. Don't yeah, worry. They all love Sorry mushrooms. So they, oh, they do? The theories, oh, yeah. okay. All right. Huh. Hey. Yeah. Uh, hey. He's the originator of theory. He can do hey, what yeah, it he wants. It's his theory. It's so, yeah. his theory. So we stole it and ran with it. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> all right. Well. With that, yeah. we'll uh we'll get we'll uh we'll get the party started with the uh next Oh yeah. Pretty sweet. Ooh, oh, no oh, fade. Oh, I didn't what know. happened? Oh, oh, we need a new DJ. We should have passed over the uh, reins to yeah. the <laughs> I should have. I should have. Uh, well, on today's episode, we we're definitely talking uh, discipline. And there's... It's not really a fun topic, to be honest. So, um, nobody, nobody loves discipline. But everybody needs it. So... And uh, and to qualify that discipline as in continual ha- habits or discipline as in cor- correction for something. I would say they both apply, but oh. I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking what most people think when they come to discipline and is correcting, like helping your children. How do you discipline your children? Okay, gotcha. so. Right. But I think even as adults, you find that their discipline exists. So, anyway. So, John, any any initial oh, thoughts? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love I'm when he does that. Yeah, it's it's my favorite. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, no, it, it's definitely. I mean, it's one of those harder topics, and I think you know, for I think a lot of what we do is as men and as fathers, it can be driven by our own experience as children growing up with our dad. So, I mean, I don't. I feel like we can say that a lot of times with a lot of topics we we dive into. But for me, yeah, a lot of this, when I think of discipline, I think of the way I was brought up. And then I think how that kind of informs or directs whether I'm consciously or unconsciously how I, how I parent. So, yeah. 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 When we talk about uh, one of our previous episodes, we talked about the the stages of parenting or phases of parenting. Mm -hmm. A lot of this is applicable to what the uh, King phase, right? Right. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're kind of pointing to. Yeah. Good. 
I I would just I think it points well, and depending on how you your thoughts and strategies. I mean, this is so we've all got different viewpoints on it for sure. Absolutely, I think the King phase is part of it, but I mean that's a, it's think, a critical phase. I, I think that's say. where yeah, we talk maybe, about that being yeah. the main part of the relationship in that phase. I thought maybe um, maybe I should go back and listen to the episodes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, how about you? You got any, you got any thoughts on it about the king phase? I mean, the, no, like, about just discipline yeah. in general. So I think the goal of discipline is to produce self-discipline in our children, mm-hmm. so they get mm-hmm. them to the point where they mm. are uh, yeah. doing this on their own. I think that's function for all of us. We are we should we all should be functioning from a place of self-discipline, and so that so I think that's where I, I kind of view it as. So yeah, yeah. I, I think one thing for me is to be. Um, is to be mindful of when our kids are acting their age versus when they're acting, you know, inappropriately or, or beyond or beneath our expectations. So like, I, I guess an example would be, you know, if, if your um, five-year-old is, you know, screwing around, doing something, having a good time, like they might just be being a five-year-old at that moment, you know? And, and sometimes if we have expectations of them of, trying to be more like a 10 year old and you know, that's not gonna, that's not gonna fly. Yeah. And, and I think so to kind of like put ahead on like, what's, what's your goal of discipline? And I think Eric, you, you kind of hit it on the head of like my goal with my own kids. And when I'm thinking of discipline is for them to understand and build that understanding of self-sufficiency to build that understanding of, um, consequences of the world and, you know, the actions equal consequences and their control over all that. Um, and just to, to build that muscle and have, have them understand that their, again, their actions have consequences uh, in, in the world. So I, I, I'm not sure. And this is, this is why this is a, a tough topic because I feel like discipline initially is more about establishing boundaries. Maybe I'm thinking about it in the wrong way, but it's like, you know, don't touch the hot stove or don't stick your finger in the outlet so that you're using discipline. Maybe I'm saying this all wrong, but there's no wrong. I feel like, I feel like <laughs> that was a pretty existential answer. And I'm like, it's discipline in early well, stages. And maybe, maybe that's cause I went about it wrong. Yeah. But Well, so Here's what I meant by it, right? So Kelly and I, uh, and I think it is a key proponent, and we'll get back to this, but I do think you should have a strategy and talk to your wife or talk to your partner with it because being on the same page for how you want to accomplish whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, talking through that and having kind of being on the same page, I think is important because if you're using different strategies for different things, Mm. you can... Send mixed messages. You can, you know, you can confuse your child and then, then none of it's effective. So that's a thing. But we, we, in an ideal world, we use this process called love and logic, which is basically that we love our kids unconditionally and we try to have them have logical consequences for the things that, and the choices that they make. So kind of puts the onus of the discipline back on the kid. Now we're just okay at it. 
and there's a million resources. I would highly recommend anybody who's interested in it to Google it. There's classes. There's all kinds of other things. It's love and logic. There's a whole bunch of things, but it is shared control gets them into the thinking independently, thinking about, you know, decision-making gives us empathy to their situations going back thrown back to you know emotional intelligence I was say this seems and in pretty th- close yeah. and in theory you only ever have to tell your kid one time this is the part i'm not great at <laughs> <laughs> you tell your kid one time and then tell them what the consequence is and if they don't do it then you execute on the consequence now there's all kinds of problems with that and other kinds of issues because you have to be very mindful of if you're going to say that there's a consequence, you have to be able to actually follow through. I fall victim of that personally. It's like, if you don't pick those Legos up, I'm going to throw them away. You know, and it's like, am I really going to do that? <laughs> you know, and my own kid calls me out on that. And he's like, you've never, you know, when he sees us sweeping them up, we're not going to throw them away. We're going to take them away for a little while. But he's like, you, you've never actually like thrown them away. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, it was a reminder of how bad a job I'm doing with this whole uh, love and logic thing. But um, I don't know. Do you guys have any like specific strategies that you guys try to use? Well, one, and one thing that comes to mind is in, in that example in particular of not knowing exactly what the right, consequence would be for an action is, you know, we have gotten into the habit of saying, I'm going to talk to your mom about this and we're going to kind of get back to you in in terms of what the consequence is going to be. Or, um, we don't do this often, but we've done it where, you know, have the, have the kid identify what they think the consequence should be. When they're older, that works, that works quite effectively. And sometimes they come up with something even far, you know, more punitive than what we would have thought yeah. of. Every, sometimes every, every time, time. kids have always come up with more wow like you're going that far <laughs> <laughs> sounds good <laughs> we'll take it yeah. yeah but yeah because yeah i i mean i i know i've said stuff that have has been way out of line or way disproportionate to what they did uh in terms of a consequence and so buying time like that and and also kind of what you said earlier about getting on the same page with your with your wife you can make sure that you both agree. Cause there's times where I've made a mountain out of something that was really small to Andrea and vice versa. And so I think sometimes we just need to, you know, view a situation from another uh, angle to have some perspective on it. Yeah. And a lot of times when you're talking about discipline, there's usually emotion involved. And if you do it too quick, a lot of times there's anger and vengeance and other things that come out that I know when I'm doing it and I'm doing it well, there isn't emotion involved in consequence or anything else. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. You guys, you guys have any thoughts around that? I mean, is that, is that a goal of yours to take emotion out or is that, I don't know. I was, I was going to say that's, I, I wouldn't say I've got to figure it out. I think it's constantly evolving in our household, but that was a very early standard I established for myself was never, never to discipline and anger. Um, not, not only your own, but theirs, especially as you move, you know, my kids are all teenage years now or older. Um, so their emotions often 
Um, I've heard, you know, somebody told me once, like, when you're trying to speak to them and they're in that emotional state, it's like they're not hearing a word you're saying. So um, you could be the most cool, cool, cool as a cucumber, but they're not there yet. You both have to be uh, ready to receive and, right. and to have the discussion. Yeah. So, Well, in this little uh, thing I'm looking at, which was a piece I pulled off of relative to love and logic, it talks about three different types of parents. And obviously I don't think anybody falls directly into any of these categories, but you've seen them. It's the, it's the helicopter parent, right? And the thought behind that and why that could potentially be an issue is it portrays a message of to the child that you're fragile. You can't do it without me. You need me to run interference. I'm always out there blocking and tackling and whatever. And then they become reliant on you. And then it's like, oh, well, then what are they going to do when they do? Because eventually, hopefully, my kids get to the real world and know how to navigate the world without me. So, and then there's the drill sergeant, which is do what I say without even thinking about it. And then you take their way, their ability to problem solve. You could take their way, their ability to think and and then there's a third one that's the consultant parent and i think they're leading you that that this is like the best way to do it but basically they come to you it, your relationship evolves to where you become like a consultant and it's similar to that final stage of the parenting cycle that we we've talked about in the stages of parenting where mm. from coach it's to kind friend. of that coach to yeah. friend it's like that mm. coaching coach consultant they kind of use that word kind of interchangeably and if you can graduate and i think as we talked about there is the king phase where you do have to you know have the discipline boundary but i mean at the end of the day what one of the things that i that made the most sense when we were doing some of these love and logic classes is i want my children to fail and learn from that failure while the stakes are really low and I can help them get through it because in life, the older you get, the more there's on the line, you know, I don't want them to have to have a life lesson when they're 25 and they're making life and death decisions or they're making horrible financial decisions that are going to push them, put them like way back rather learn those early when it doesn't really matter. I mean, so that's kind of one of the thoughts that I had around discipline is I want them to fail and I want me to be there to help them think their way through that. So I don't know. Eric, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think there's uh, it, it's a little bit uh, discipline is a, a lot of art and science. I mean, there's <laughs> five kids do two. I, I've had in, I can tell you, what one works for one does not work for another. You have to understand mm -hmm. your kids first of all, and you have to be unique. I can, you know, some kids you can you can ground them, and they're like, I don't go anywhere anyway. So, I get to sit in my room. More screen time. You know, you, <laughs> others you can take away their phone, and you you know, you have that literally cut off their arm, and you know, <laughs> so. Um, you have to kind of understand each child and kind of understanding. So 
there is this uh, balance between being consistent, but also being uh, unique to the individual individuality mm. of each of the children and the stage of life that they're in. What works for when they're five, six, ten doesn't work when they're fifteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and you kind of have to continue to evolve, and that's kind of where when your first with my oldest was going through this, that's kind of was hard, you know, to kind of realize, Oh, I'm not evolving with my disciplines, not evolving along with my kids. And so, um, so you kind of kind of, and then now having to go back and, and kind of balance it all. Cause you still, I got 20, 23 year old and you just sit there. I think, you know, you still, there's still points in time where you just go have to, you know, kind of help them set some, some boundaries, you know, kind of, even as they get older, kind of, they're, they, they, some seeking it, I think as if you've done it well as in their younger years. Yeah. And Eric, and you can talk about it if you're comfortable or not, but you're the only person here that has the perspective of dealing with, uh, separated parents and then blended families. I mean, how, how does that dynamic come in? So you've got, you know, a divorced partner, mm-hmm but now you're remarried and you have a blended family as well. How, how did that go when it came to the, di- the dynamics of discipline and all that? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's messy and, and very messy. Cause you're basically, you know, I'm grounded at one house, but not at the other. And, uh, mm. ideally you're on the same page with your ex, but that's all that's ideally. I mean, you may not be, they, you may not be exes if you're on the same page. So. <laughs> That's, <true. laughs> uh, That's a fair point. Uh, so more often than not, you're not on the same page. And so sometimes it works where the, the, the discipline was, was, you know, kind of carried over between homes, but more often than not, it's just, you kind of like, uh, you know, they, they, it's, you just kind of have to go, this is what ha- this is what, this is what, this is how we live in this house. This is our, our homes rules. And when you're in these homes, this is what's going to happen. And this, you know, you're, this is the discipline that we're going to have in this home. And it may not be consistent between the two homes. And it unfortunately can drive, you know, cause a lot of, uh, a lot of difficulties for the kids growing up because they're having to continually like almost live two different lives and two different personalities and two different homes. So, well, not even between homes, but between you and, and the spouse coming from two different arenas and then bringing in two separate potentially frameworks for discipline now into the same family. Well, yeah, and, and you're and then disciplining as a step parent is a whole nother side of things. Like, you're not my dad, you're not my dad, you're not my mom, you're not right, <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, but so you really got to. You really got to be on the same page with your spouse as when you're step as a step parent because you know when I you know as it says you you're this is what's going on you have to be supportive of each other and then you know kind of really kind of be on the same page because you, you know that step parent has to you know that when we'd always say you know when you're in this you know that he you know Eric you know it's Heather Mason Eric's not your dad but when he's when you're in this home he is he is your parent. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I, it just kind of came to me that no, you have I, a different yeah, perspective. I was thinking about it. I was mulling around my yeah. head. It, is, it it's causes some uniqueness. <laughs> yeah. you're, but you're, you got but you're definitely not alone in that. So, like, I think some of yeah, our listeners are. can empathize with that situation. He's so. also bringing a different range because he's got from middle school to post-college, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely a different range than what I've experienced so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, we guys will stay. I'm at the point where the stakes are higher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Small kids, small problems. Larger kids can get into larger problems. Yeah. 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 Well, do you guys have any like 
strategies or things you want to bring up as John's alarm goes off. I don't know what what alarm, <laughs> yeah, what kind of alarm could you possibly <laughs> like, have? It's just yeah, it's it's a reminder to breathe. Take care of some diabetes-related things. Okay, with, uh, all with right, Claire, fair yeah, enough. So. And when I'm at home, if you want to keep your kid alive, I fine. see. How it when is. I'm home, it's no big deal. When I'm here, you guys give me grief. Uh, anyway, so. classic. <laughs> 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 well, what are friends for? Right, right thanks. <laughs> uh, so, any any like parenting strategies around discipline or other things? <laughs> He just loves that laugh. <laughs> He's just pointing at me. <laughs> uh, we're off the rails. I'm just curious where Brandon and and and, uh, and Lindsay are with this. Are you guys in agreement usually with on what? discipline? What are like, we talking about? <laughs> sort of hear you uh, laugh some more. Yeah. I mean, do you, are, do you guys approach it on this? Do you guys approach it from the same the same angle, or uh, or do you do you, does one of you defer to the other to handle the, more of the discipline, or? Well, I think by nature of me being absent from the house for most of the day, mm. it, it, you know, and honestly, that was something that was a common theme for, for folks when I was in the military. Not that I was, anyways, we'll talk about it another time, but, uh, is that when someone's used to taking care of the household the whole day and then someone comes in like a, a bull in a china shop trying to take over for the, mm. you know, for how this is going to run now that I'm home, you know, that, that doesn't, so we, I feel like we're on the same page as far as baselines and you know the expectations in our house and you know we we really base a base discipline off of the the common sense level of we all treat each other with respect and i don't know if that sounds too existential for when it comes to discipline but when it comes down to it like you said each kid has different emotions and we talked about the emotional intelligence and uh everyone you know uh my wife and i came from very similar backgrounds on how we were raised so that, that was kind of an easy page to be on but just simply saying that we're all going to respect each other in the household and when you step outside that bounds of respect then this situation needs to be addressed i think so i don't I think to answer your okay. question we're on the same sounds page. like you're on the same page. yeah, yeah. definitely okay. it's it's you know it's always unique bringing in different aspects you know and from that point we were pretty similar growing up so nice yeah yeah i don't know it's each kid is different, and you know Eric said it. We said it back in the emotional intelligence episode. It just, you know, I <laughs> think back to when I was growing up, and you guys have heard me say I'm a rule follower. I was the kind of guy that would go tell on myself, and while carrying the paddle to you know <laughs> to my to my dad. All right, I did this. Here you go. Let's just get it over with, kind of thing. I'm sorry, you know. I was right. so so. It was the point where really just the disappointment of breaking the rule mm. of not doing the right thing was such a punishment for me that it. You know, the discipline itself was not even that bad in the scheme of things. It was just I can't believe I let my parents down or I broke wow. the wall or whatever. Meanwhile, my brother, you know, he got disciplined all the time. He's like, eh. yeah. <laughs> it didn't change his behavior yeah. at all. You is know, it, is funny. it worth the consequence? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, fine. that's fine. Especially if I don't get caught. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah I like mean, a thirty percent chance I don't get caught. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely. I would tell myself, you know, and he would get away with all kinds of stuff because. You know, it's just one of those things. So I, I do think each kid brings a different avenue in how you handle the discipline. So Yeah. I, I remember when my kids were really young and we before Sam was born or our third and the older two would say, 
I don't even know which one said it, but it was like, well, that's not how you treat so-and-so. That's not fair, you know? Right. And I think as a, as a newer dad, I was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, that's not fair. But yeah, as you get older and um, hopefully a little bit wiser, you're like, eh, punishment doesn't have to be equal. You know, it right. has to be uh, related to the crime or, you know, what's going to help that child grow, right? In, you know, best. Uh, and, and kind of what, what we've been saying, it's it's different for different kids based on... Yeah. Their age, their development, what Yeah, you know, I know yeah. I know me I have a distinct <clears throat> memory of for lack of a better term, like raising myself. I don't I don't my sisters always said I got away with everything and looking back they might be right. I don't know. <laughs> uh basically all I had for consequences were the natural consequences, like things that happen. Mm. Mm. Not necessarily. And some of it maybe because my parents were getting separated at the time. So, you know, that comes with its own stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I know, and, and I'm thinking like high school yeah. and that ish time frame. So I don't know. I mean, all, like I said, I had, I had natural consequences. Luckily nothing too terrible happened during that time, but I think I turned out all right, but I, I did. I had a very hands-off parenting style mm-hmm. on me. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, your parents were going through their own stuff. Right. Uh, during right. that time. So yeah. what about you, Eric? Do you have parenting style on you? I think um, a lot of it comes in as uh, I think when I'm thinking a lot about when, and I think to naturally go to this place is discipline, thinking of consequences and punishment. But discipline again is, the point of discipline is to form good habits and whether that's punish you through a, a punishment or consequence, or it can be a reward. You know, right. it's, mm-hmm. it, or the, it's mm-hmm. a discipline is again, is to get them to in the habit of having a good self discipline, a good habit. So to, a disciplining whether if you can't discipline yourself, keep yourself within the boundaries It's again, setting those boundaries for them so that they can learn to set their own boundaries. And so the consequences are, are one result there, but there are you know there can be natural consequences or there are ones that you can impose but there are also rewards that you have to there are another side of of discipline too that can also produce you know you know that having set having them set goals and some you know to work towards and something is can also produce you know you know uh, i think really strong work ethics and uh you know i think a good uh a, a good setting up setting up for a good future yeah yeah i don't have anything to cite specifically and you know you know, don't subscribe to psychology one one but I've, I feel like I've heard multiple times throughout my life that, you know, torture definitely has a low, low percentage of, of working. And also you know, torture. <laughs> well, hold on. You didn't no, let me get where I'm going. Brandon's house. <laughs> Water, right, waterboarding? I'm done. Like, no. ah, I quit. No, I knew you were going. All right. So I want to hear where this goes. Yeah. Your child. Yeah. All right. Good. Good. Check. Definitely not what I was saying. Gosh, I was talking about psychology in general of the human psyche is that, you know, you know, to the extreme, torture doesn't work. So take that down another notch. That please in general the, jeez, <laughs> old piece. <laughs> I was not going to talk on this episode, and I've learned my lesson. Oh, you guys have created oh, the discipline. Sorry, go ahead. Live I mean, action discipline. I'm, I'm hanging. Your, <laughs> I know. I really do want to hear this. Well, that, the whole concept I was trying to get to was that what's you know you attract more bears with honey or something like that. But really, that you know behavioral conditioning 
I feel like there's some more positives out of reinforcing the positive behavior than, you know, constantly harping on the negative behavior and not necessarily using, you know, corp was corporal punishment or whatever to get your point across, which yeah. is what I was going yeah. for. <laughs> yeah. Positive reinforcement. Positive, Positive Torture reinforcement. bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, can we just delete that last five minutes? Gosh. Well, that's a good message though. Yeah. Positive reinforcement. Good. Torture yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> was it say, gosh, <laughs> goodness. Waterboarding. Oh my God. So bad. We're all going to come down on the side of not water waterboarding our children. Yeah. 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 Okay. Solid. Solid. Solid <laughs> agreement here. <laughs> right on the roof. Goodness. <laughs> hey, we're all so, agreement. So I I I got like five little tips, right? So tip one <laughs> is when a kid comes with a problem or they make a choice of which, you know, there's potentially a consequence. The first problem that I, the mistake that I make, the first one is sometimes all too often, I feel like it's my problem and my job to like fix it or whatever. And really it is. And it's one of the things that comes with this whole love and logic is it's their problem. You're there to help them get through it, but you know, it is, you know, you, you empower them and you let, let them learn to work their way through it. If they understand that it's their, problem. they're not transferring the problem to us. Yeah. It's not we, my problem to fix. It's right. like, well, how are you going to fix this? It's like, their, what, yeah. what, what, yeah. you know, you've done it. You talked about it earlier. Like what, what punishment do you think makes sense here? What, what, how do you, what do you think are some options to next steps here? Yeah. You know, this is not always bad. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, what, and then the other one that I was looking at, that's kind of a strategy thing, right? Is you get a child that's in there, then they're like, you know, they're just defiant. They're, they don't, they don't want to do one thing. And one of the strategies that they talk about is instead of either asking the child what they want to do, or you just give them two choices. Yeah. Limit the right. options. You limit the yeah. options and you say you could do this or you can do this. And it kind of gives them some power, even though you actually get to like you, you're given the two choices. They're both fine. Like you're both, you know, but it just narrows the scope for them. It simplifies for them. It's like, all right, well I want that over that. And then it diffuses a lot of situations that way. So we, that's definitely a strategy that we've used in the past. So you can, Take your bath now and brush your teeth later, or you can brush your teeth now and take your bath later. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, I'm dumbing that down, but I sort mean, of that concept, yeah, depending no, we, upon what we, the situation is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or, I mean, some younger, younger years, and I'm sure there's some dads out there that are going through it when it comes to like, just get dressed. It's like, well, I don't want to wear that. I don't want to wear it. And it's like, no, here's your two choices. You can wear this or you can wear this. Like just simply getting dressed in the morning can be an issue, you know, or Heather has to do that for Eric. Yeah, she she, <laughs> she says you can wear this. It's really helped a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just uh, there's a, there's a million of them. Like it's, it, you can sometimes even let them like choose their consequences and it, and it makes, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've, we've done that. Do you want to? lose the iPad or do you, you know, I, I don't even know. I, I'm not coming up with great examples right now, but 
you know, I, I think sense. for, for Kelly and I, in an ideal situation, we're empowering our kids and teaching them to kind of, I don't know, I don't know a great way to say it, but basically like own, own their choices, own their problems and learn how to solve them and, in and in when we'll help them. But anyway, John, you got anything else out there? Relative to discipline, did you give all five? I don't think so. Yeah, I only heard like. Oh one well, and a this was a guided. So, so it was uh, five steps to guiding your children to own and solve their problems. Right. So you got empathy, and you say things like, "Oh, how sad! I bet that hurts." And then you send the message of power. What do you think you're going to do? And then you offer choices. Would you like to hear what other kids have tried? in this situation and then have the child state the consequence and how will that work? And then give permission for the child to either solve the problem or not to problem. Good luck. I hope it works out. And then you got to follow through with whatever that is. So these are just okay notes, but <laughs> <laughs> so so is that more like helping them problem solve in a situation? It's, just, it's versus, essentially that yeah. is like the, the idea of love okay. and logic is okay. no matter what happens, I'm here with you. I'm by your side. I love you in all cases, no matter what terrible choices you make. <laughs> and at the same time, like you get to own them, you get to do it and I'm going to help you get through it. So you kind of empower them. And help them guide their way through whatever situation they're in. So that's the thought. And it probably works better when you're kind of out of that king stage and into where they have a little more logical mind. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. it can work earlier than that. Um, You know, you tell them one thing and it's like you simplify it, obviously. But they do this. You take it away. There's a consequence. They learn by your actions. I mean, we've always, we've said on this podcast a million times, they absorb more than they, like they see, you know, they, they observe better than they, they see better than they hear. If that makes any sense. So you got to back up whatever it is you're saying. I don't know. Anybody else, John, you came in with the notes, so I don't know. No, I, I did. I didn't, uh, I shared notes. I, I didn't oh, necessarily <laughs> reviewed read them. notes. <laughs> I didn't actually read them. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, unless anybody else has anything, I think, you know, discipline is something that I would say, talk to your significant other about, you know, do your best to get on the same page. Even if it really is a divorce situation, it is like, do your best. Do your best with what you've got. It's not always going to be perfect. Um, I would say try to stay consistent and make your word mean something to your kids. So is a is a key topic. And then Kelly and I subscribe to the idea of having the child kind of own their own problems because we we do. Our goal is to have them go out and be good functioning uh, members of society. So. I don't, I don't, I'm really hoping our kids aren't living with us when they're 35. So yeah, that's one of our goals. 
Gotta set that bar low. That's a good goal. <laughs> so, anybody else? Any any other wisdom, thoughts, tips? I think it's just you got to continue to grow your discipline with your kids and be prepared for you know the next stage. And you know, yeah, I, there's no magic uh, formula for what it is. Okay, when you're not picking up their Legos, it equals this discipline. When they're taking it, taking the car out at three in the morning is <laughs> without permission. And go, <laughs> now there, you know, there's not a form. You got to figure these things out. And unfortunately, uh, you got to you got to be prepared because what you're you don't you may think the none of these things are all oh, these. I don't have to. I'm not going to have to deal with these things, but. Yeah, uh, be prepared because you you don't yeah. know what you're gonna what's come what's coming your way. So yeah, I think a lot about what we talk about in this podcast is the intentionality, you know, of our actions and how we how we parent. And I think it's it, it, it's an intentional choice to be involved in your children's life to the point where you're trying to instill these disciplines, and so you're showing them love. You're showing them a long term commitment that you know. And maybe in the moment they're not love loving the, the consequences of their choices, but they're going to look back later and, and appreciate what you're, you're doing from them in this time. And it, like we said, it's not easy to go through and it's constantly adapting and changing, but in the end, it's a form of love to, you know, be there with your children and to go through, you know, and learn the disciplines that makes them a functioning adult. So, uh, you know, I see the form of discipline should be done out of love and, that's because you care about your children. You want to intentionally, you know, foster that relationship and, and, and help them grow, go, go through it. Cause I, I look back and I'm appreciative of my parents and how they disciplined me. I mean, my, my nature, <laughs> my natural behavior, you know, lend to me being a pretty easy kid to raise because I was almost self-disciplining, you know, because of <laughs> how I am, but still I, I was always appreciative that, you know, you see some, some of my friends, like their parents just didn't know where they were or really care what they did. And it just kind of translated to that. They didn't really care about me, but I'm not saying that's how it is, but there is some love in that intentionality, I guess is what I'm getting at. So. Yeah. John. Nice. Well, I, I just think, I mean, hearing you guys talk has, has been good. I feel like this is a topic I haven't spent a lot of time on lately thinking about. And so I just, I've, constantly encouraged by being around you guys and, and other men who um, are not just trying to, you know, get through idly by in, in terms of how they, how they parent. So um, just, you know, I, I think if, if you're listening to this and, and you're going through a rough spell with one or more of your kids or that time will be coming in the future, um, just continue to, to lean into other, other men and, and find out, you know, what they're doing or what they've done, you know, gain wisdom from others. Cause I think that again, you know, we're not meant to do this alone. Definitely. Um, you know, yeah. obviously we need to be on the same page with our wives, but I think, you know, having a group of guys to bounce ideas off of as well. I mean, if I'm, I'm now thinking when Eric said, you know, taking the car at, <laughs> at 3 a.m., I'm thinking, what would I do? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't had that happen yet, but yeah. it, it, it may happen. It I don't know. So Eric's we'll going to, yeah, Eric's going to be, really interested what happens because he's probably sneaking off to go see his daughter so <laughs> <laughs> true <Yeah. laughs> so eric's interested also so <laughs> i think that's going to be sammy if anybody does that yeah. he doesn't have his license yet he's only 11 so oh. see. <laughs> so you know what hearing you guys think and thinking of your closing thoughts i i it just brought to my mind 
listen, my middle child has been the one that we have butted heads with the most. I mean, to the point where he would get angry and it's a little bit, it's emotional intelligence and that stuff. But like, I mean, we had to, we talked to our pediatrician. We're like, what do we do? I don't know. The whole timeout thing just did not work. It just didn't. So, I mean, we got to the point where we had to like take most of the furniture and all his toys out of his room and lock him in his room. So he would like calm down and then you can have a conversation with him. Talk similar to what Eric's talking about. He's talking about a much more adult version of it, but this was a toddler, ver- toddler version. The whole timeout thing just didn't work. He's very strong-willed. He's whatever. But recently, I've had conversations with him, and it's like I make sure to tell him I'm not trying to fight with you. I'm trying to fight for you. And and it's that very intentional, like, I love you, and that is why we're doing this. It is not that I want to fight not that I don't want you to have X. It's not that I don't want you to, I'm not forcing you to do this. It's no, I'm, I'm fighting for you and I may not be doing a perfect job of it, but I'm doing my best and you know, and, and they get that they do on a, they, they don't always show it, but it, you can see it. You know, it's, it's very disarming when you tell them things like that. And so I, you know, if you want to steal that line that you're fighting for them, not with them, have at it. So any other, uh, I think, I think with that, with that, we will, uh, <laughs> we will close the show. If you've got any ideas, if you've got any parenting tips, there's a bajillion of them out there. Um, that's a bunch. That's a bunch. It's a bunch. <laughs> I just made it up. So, um, Hit us up, Twitter, Instagram, at Just Dads Podcast, email Just Dads Podcast at gmail.com. And there's even a Facebook at Just Dads Podcast. MySpace? There's no MySpace page. Oh, Tom is disappointed. I, yeah, no MySpace. Sorry. We're working on the Just Dads Podcast time machine, though. <laughs> so you can get in that and go back. <laughs> so it'll be great. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks, Eric. Well, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, great. definitely. Thanks, thanks for uh, hanging out. Uh, original member of the uh, of the Wolf Pack. So. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.